This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Swans Cast Weekly. So, uh, joined today by Lee once again. Hello. Welcome back. Only the two of us this week, um, unfortunately, but I'm sure we'll be able to have a good conversation nonetheless. Got a couple of things to talk about. But before we go into that, how has your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. Like every everyone else, just trying to get everything in as you can in the nice weather before it starts raining or snowing again. So I'd, uh, is it gonna snow? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me though. We've had one random, really nice week in March, and then it wouldn't be surprised me if it's probably snowing or like a storm next week or this week. Just never snows anymore properly down here, does it? No, you've literally just got to act. As soon as you see the sun, you got to run and get get yourself ready and do whatever you can because it's only going to last about a week, isn't it? If that's so what we've been doing out in the sun then. Well, not a lot to be honest. Just bar- barbecues, walks, beer gardens. Yeah, getting all the classics. I think. Yeah, nice. God, it's got to be done. Couple of barbecues, um, but yeah, I, what did I do on the weekend? Can't even remember now. Oh, it was Mother's Day, wasn't it? So. Oh yeah. I had to deal with that. <laughs> Don't know if that's the right way to put it, but I'm sure every, a lot of people do will. Your duties. Yeah, <laughs> will understand. Um, I had to deal with that, and then. I watched the F1 over the weekend, so that was interesting. The new season's gone pretty well so far. Changed the cars, so the racing's been pretty good. Um, Lewis Hamilton, though, like, gets so much stick, mind online. It's unreal. See, I, I gotta be honest, I, I'm not still not, I still quite can't get into F1. I, yeah, watch, yeah. I watch everything, but I can't, I don't know. But I thought this is this is obviously an uneducated opinion because I never watch it. But I just thought, whoever has the fastest car wins. Mercedes had the fastest car for ages, and he was dominating. And that uh, was kind I think of generally, up. like you know, does help. I think the driver yeah. does have an impact, like because you got to beat your teammate still. So he generally is always beating his teammate. Yeah. Over the fair. season, you know. So I know he won all them titles, but only once did his teammate win a title over him. 
in that entire time. So, in regards to just him, but yeah, the faster car, like there's a couple of cars quite competitive this season. Mercedes are not the quickest, but you know the two cars are quite similar that are competitive. Like last year was Mercedes and Red Bull, but then the drivers have the impact to see who's you know going to win. I guess when when it's like that, but otherwise, like all the ones further down the field are definitely the slower cars. So it is a bit, it is a little bit like that, but then. You do see good battles, like all the ones in the middle of the pack are fighting against each other in similar kind of pace cars. But you can definitely tell who some of the worst drivers are, perhaps. Like, I don't think every one of them would win if they were in the fastest car. Yeah, that's fair. Probably quite a few yeah. of them would, but yeah. yeah I mean, I and at the same time, the best that. drivers kind of rise to the top, I think. Like, they don't get there by accident and just... Oh, yeah, no like, doubt, yeah. Oh no, I, I no, I don't think like I know I I know he gets loads of stick. I don't say yeah. he's a bad driver. I just thought like on the whole in F one, like I just thought that's that's the way it worked. Yeah, but, I just found um, it interesting watching because I guess you can relate it to any sport. I mean, probably the same with Ronaldo and Messi a little bit, but like he's been at the top for a while, hasn't he? And like this weekend specifically, he had a really bad qualifying because the Mercedes car isn't great and his teammates were okay, not great, but okay. But Hamilton was well back. And uh, it's just like you read some of the comments what people are saying, and it's like everyone just loving the fact that he's had a bad weekend. But uh, all right, okay. It's it's like kind of just forget about him, focus on the two guys that are doing well this time because it is someone different. So talk about it. You want someone different up there, so talk about them. Why are you still going back to Hamilton when he's all the way down the back? Like, no, I just I did love love to see it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, and and that's fine. But if you want this change, celebrate the change in him, enjoy the racing now when he's not there, instead of just calling out the fact that he's not there because it's like constantly in your head. But anyway, that's enough about the F one. <laughs> um, going back to the football end, I guess. But before we get there, we are on the road to five hundred subscribers. So a couple of people did subscribe after the last video. Really appreciate that. So if you haven't already, please click that big red button. I think it's like somewhere down that way, down there next to Lee. Big red button. Yeah, somewhere. That, that on the other side. Yeah, yeah, down there. Well, it will be. So click that to subscribe. It just means you keep up to date with everything we're doing here. And what we are trying to do here is just kind of chat to you about Swansea City and relevant topics in football. It might not always be specifically just the Swans, like we're going to talk a little bit about Wales today, but uh, football in general and more focused on the Swans. And I like to try and uh, say we bring more like of a pub conversation rather than, uh, I don't know, like other things like vlogs and stuff. It's not really what we're doing, but we more of a like chat, uh, you know. I'm not saying we're like talk sport, but that sort of chat where we're just talking about things. and Just a bit loose. Yeah, a little bit loose, kind of winging it. And, uh, so it's, a good, uh, it's a good therapy session for me sometimes, just, you know, normally Calm we do it on a Monday. Bad result. If we've got a bad result on the weekend and you're in work on a Monday and then I have Monday night then just to have a good blowout and a good rant. So yeah, it's a good good therapy session for me. Yeah, so click that subscribe button, get involved in the conversation, let us know what you think about what we're saying. Also tell us, is there anything you want us to discuss? Because we're always looking for new topics to cover. So we really want you to get involved and tell us like if you've got a question over the swans you want us to discuss or wider football related or like for example last year when we talked about the Super League ask us what our opinions on different topics are and we'll try and broaden the conversation and get more people involved and anyone who is interested in coming in for a chat send us a message and we'll see what we can do as well because we like to rotate through different people to get different viewpoints on as well because I think that opens up the conversation and makes it more enjoyable for everyone 
Okay, I haven't said all that. Let's uh, let's get on with it. Excuse me, there got my hay fever kicking hmm. off this week. You know, all that you were talking about has been killing me. But um, so if I sound a bit muffly or whatever, that's why. But we did have a match this week, not a Swansea match, but a good match if you're a Welsh fan. Um, Wales in the Europe, no Europe. What am I on about? World Cup playoff match against Austria. Only one leg, wasn't it? So they're through now, and they won it two-one. Yeah, which I'll hold my hands up and I didn't think they were going to win. And I also hold my hands up and say I think I said last week on the podcast that Bale doesn't really do much for Wales anymore. <laughs> uh, oh God! Hey, look, I said it, and and the opposite happened. So really, you should thank me because I like James yeah, yeah. in a good Take way. Take assist on that one. Yeah, called him out and he proved me wrong. No, I'm yeah. joking. I didn't call him out. I just, you know, he hasn't really been in in club football that much in the last couple of years. But he's showing maybe he should be. I think that's I, something that we can touch on today. Yeah, I think it's a good shout, yeah. Uh, before we get to that, so Wales won 2-1. Two superb goals, I think, actually. Both of them by oh, Bale. Yeah. One of them a free kick from like the right-hand side of the goal where he buried it literally into the top right corner, curled it in with like a postage stamp on it. Um, hell of a finish. Oh, that, like ridiculous. from that angle as well, like it was uh, absolutely ridiculous. That free kick, it couldn't you couldn't have put it in the top corner if you put did it with your hands. You that's like if you have a top. bucket on what is it, soccer AM top pins. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was literally, and he was, it was even better than that, really, because it just kissed the underside of the bar on the way in. Yeah, that was a ridiculous free kick. And the fact that he still got that in the locker, he just, I think, like you said, like maybe he's been a bit quiet, but that performance, that free kick. And That's the second goal as well. I think it just cemented just how good he is. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, would never say he... drop him. I just think... Oh, no, no. He carries us through the Euros. I think it's been a little bit quiet in between. I know he's not always been in the, the matches, but I think it just proves he turns up when he needs to turn up. It's kind um, of like a second win for him, wasn't it? Because I think, obviously, he's probably, you know, getting to the latter stages of his career, not playing a lot of football. So I think a lot of people were... I know there were so many people that said he was finished, which is great. Um and then you just think like this is just like a second win, like chance to get to the World Cup. And he just, it was like rolling back the years. He was at the class, especially the first like sort of 60 minutes. He was brilliant. Yeah. See if I can find this tweet in a minute because I think that will be a good thing to talk about. I think he put a statement out after the game. Um, but yeah, so superb free kick. Uh, Austria got one. Oh no, we went 2 0 up, didn't we? 2 0 up, yeah. 2 0 up. Bale got the second one. He was from a corner where. I can't remember. I don't really know how to describe it, but it goes around the box, so it's passed around a bit or something, and it ends up in the middle at Bale's feet. And he's kind yeah. of like running away from goal, but towards the touchline. Yeah. And then on the turn, strikes it from the left-hand side, quite wide of the goal, to the bottom right-hand corner, and he manages to get through and just goes in. That was a hell of a goal, and it was. Another insane strike, because like, I don't think anyone was expecting a shot from from where he was, no. and it was so pinpoint, like caught everyone off guard, and it wasn't like lucky or nothing, like he struck it well in the, in the nestled in the bottom corner well, uh, yeah. showing again his quality, I think. Oh yeah, it's class, I think it's brought up the uh, the debate, which I had many times over the last couple of days, was, you know, is he the best British player to have played, and then obviously a lot of people try and compare him and gigs for Wales, but 
for me is no comparison. Yeah, he's definitely Wales better than Giggs. Giggs didn't want to play for Wales. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I won't be having that conversation. I think it just streets ahead a Giggs for me, especially for his contribution to Wales. And then Giggs you've was got good for Man United, but if you're talking about Wales, he's nowhere near. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd argue that Bale was not better than him in club football as well. Yeah, I think so as well. But I just mean like Giggs' best performances came at club level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was nothing on the international stage. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then, yeah, you want to talk about if he's the best British player ever. I mean, there's there's a lot of good players to put in the mix, but I think he's up there. He's got to be in the top five, isn't he? Oh, at least. He might, like, he might be. Higher, probably, but I just mean minimum. Oh, yeah. Depends yeah. on your opinion and perhaps your nationality a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I'm guessing some people will put, like, Rooney up there and would you include, like, Beckham? Beckham, don't know. yeah. George Best. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm the most, like, uh, going to say the most nice things of all these English players, like I cared so much for what they did, but I understand <laughs> they were good players. Yeah. Um, but I like to say which ones were the best and, you know, the best players for the country. Like, I wouldn't really like to make so much of a comment other than yeah. my opinion. But, um, but yeah, I think he definitely has a shout there. And I think he was still getting to the England team now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If he, um, he no, I didn't know. No, you can't. Look, look what he does. And that free kick he scored, even if he. Even if he's not as quick as he was, which he doesn't seem... I know he's definitely not as quick as he was, but he's still not slow, is he? And even if he can just stand over a free kick and do that... Yeah, but that's why perhaps he magic. he's not the best perhaps on the wing anymore. Maybe he needs to come more infield and kind of like Ronaldo, yeah. isn't it, maybe? But It seemed like off. he was. It seemed like he had a bit of a just a free role in that game. It just seemed to... Go where you want, like... Yeah, just because cause a bit of because he was coming deep and then he was <clears throat> sort of popping about wide. I think he was just a bit of a free role, wasn't he? I think it works well. Perhaps if you play two up top, the other one to be like a striker where he stays in that role and then Bale can just kind of go where he needs to go. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing. It worked well. Well, yeah. he, he gifted, like the way they did it, gifted Dan James so many chances, didn't they? I think I said to you in a WhatsApp group, Dan James could have had like a hat trick, basically. But oh yeah, easy. He still can't finish. No, I mean, if he could finish, he'd still be playing for Man United, wouldn't he? It's just that sort of he's got the pace to get in a good position, but then he takes like a heavy touch at the end, and he goes to the keeper or just shoots straight at the keeper, and he used to do that all the time with the Swans. Like he'd yeah. get in a good position, and he would just shoot straight at the keeper every time. Yeah. Even that goal he scored against Brentford, like. A really good run in the pitch, uh, counter attack. He shot straight at the keeper, he just got lucky the fact the keeper jumped out of the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, obviously, it was a good goal because of the lead up to it. But the actual finish wasn't a good finish, I don't think, because the keeper's anticipating him to go to the corner, corner and he dives down and he's just shot straight at him and just goes over his legs or something. A bit lucky, but uh, yeah, yeah, something that he needs to work on. Oh yeah, if he if he can learn if he can learn how to finish and contribute in the final third, he'd be world class player with that pace. Yeah, speaking about Wales specifically, I saw people saying five Swans players in the lineup. So you have Ben Davis, Joe Rodon, who I mean doesn't even play for for Spurs, does he? Joe Allen, Connor Roberts, and Dan James. Yeah, good uh, good representation. Good going, yeah. No fairness. I mean. 
you say Swans players, they didn't all come from our academy, to be fair. But, uh, well, I say didn't all. Certainly Dan James, really. Yeah. But didn't. And you could argue half he did, because he made his, like, he made, we made him. We just got him from somewhere else first. Yeah. That's fair. Well, Alan and Davis, you'd imagine, haven't got too long left. No, I think uh, I think on the whole with the Welsh squad, though, it's just you could see like after sort of 70 minutes we were struggling because there's a lot of players there who are either coming to the end or they're, or they're just not playing a lot of club football. Um, someone just needs, like, obviously, Bale. Ramsey hasn't played a lot. Like, I know he's getting game time for Rangers now, but he hasn't played a lot in the last sort of six months. You've got, like, Joe Roden doesn't play at all, which is frustrating. Um, you know, Joe Allen off the bench for Stoke. There's just a lot of players in there just not getting regular game time. And you can see the last like 20 minutes was a bit of uh, a bit of a slog. But uh, oh, they got through. Joe Allen, 32 now. Yeah. It's mad to think about, isn't it? I know, it's mad. It's, it seems Except like... Ben Davis hasn't got too long left. He's only actually 28. I'm surprised. I thought he was older. Yeah, I thought he was older than that. Yeah. So uh, he's got a few years potentially. Um, did Cabango get called up because he wasn't in in the matchday squad? I can't remember, but it, it happened quite a lot. He doesn't play Cabango a lot, does he? Excuse me, just on the cough. Um, but yeah, anyway, good performance. Obviously, Austria did get a goal back, and you said the cameras perhaps at the end, a couple of counter attacks for us that we could have wrapped up the game with Dan James, especially. Probably should have got third goal. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, but a few chances where we should have scored, but it doesn't matter. We got through. I was surprised, happy but surprised. The next round, um, I'm not really sure what's going on there now. The plan is June, isn't it? They're, they're trying to play um, the Scotland Ukraine game in June, and then obviously straight after will be the winner against Wales. So hopefully we'll see that in June. And it couldn't work out. I'm not sure if it was a good thing or a bad thing because. You like to take that momentum in, so we should be playing Tuesday night now. Would have been the the final of the playoff. So I think, oh, you know, after a big win, you want to take the momentum. But then I'm not so sure how fit. Like as as I said, with players yeah. not playing much game time, I'm not sure how fit they were. Like Bale obviously pulled up at the end a little bit, and players were up on their feet. So I don't know. I can't, not sure. I guess we'll find out in June if if it was a good thing or not. Because they're gonna have to try and raise it again now and to that level in June, and there'll be a bit of a gap between the end of the club season and and June, so they'll have to try and pick themselves up to go again for a massive game. Uh, but the thing is, like whoever wins out of Ukraine and Scotland is going to have a bit of momentum going into it. Yeah, exactly. Knowing um, our luck, you've got Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale. Like, you need them to be fit. Oh, yeah, they got to be fit, yeah. How often are they not? Well, exactly. exactly. But going back to Gareth Bale... Because, I mean, look, we'll talk about perhaps the final when we know who's going to be because it's difficult to kind of talk about that when we don't know what's going to happen because, I mean, that's the idea, isn't it, of the plan. But everything that's happening with Ukraine, I guess it could still change at this point. So um, we'll leave that for another time. But Gareth Bale then. So he hasn't really been playing for Real Madrid. He did play in the... uh, the derby against Barcelona where they got thumped 4-0, I think, was it? Yeah. 
apparently he was unavailable because of a niggle. Yeah, apparently he had a bad back, back, didn't he? Bad back. But was he, or was that what they're just saying, or was he just not picked? Because obviously he came out firing after the the Wales game. He had a lot of stick from the Spanish media, I think Marsa in particular. Uh, they like to go in on him. They have done for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, and he, he did kind of bite back a little bit and said, like, he's got a bit of a thick skin that he's had to develop in the job that he's, he's had to do, you know, as a football player. But gets to the point where um, it goes too far. And I think he said he's been having, like, uh, malicious attacks and threats against him or his family. So, yeah, not really sure. Like the reasons how the Spanish fans, the, not Spanish fans, but the Real Madrid fans and the media, like they're so full on, aren't they? Like I don't really understand why he gets so much hate. They're absolutely toxic, though, aren't they? They know they've like they've booed Ronaldo before and and stuff like that, and he's had stick. I just I don't know. I think they're absolutely. Have you seen the like the um, I don't know. It must be like a Spanish sort of match of the day type thing where they're talking, and this one sort of pundit is literally screaming like, you know, he needs to be fired, he needs to be sacked and all this, like literally losing the plot. And he's just thinking, I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Can you imagine like, I don't know, a pundit on like Sky or something, just absolutely going ballistic to the point where they can't calm him down. And you think, what is wrong with you? I'm sure I've seen a clip before as well of people like throwing things at his car as he comes out of training and Ramos had to get out of his car to like, get yeah. I'm just thinking, what is wrong with these people? It's crazy, and then like, I and I don't even know why. Like, because he was like when he first went there, he was absolutely class, and then I, I'm not really sure what happened. I, I think like Zidane sort of tried to be clever, didn't he? And he was sort of not playing him and putting him on the bench, and then he brought him off the bench in the Champions League final and scored two goals. Being class, yeah. Again. So I think they got frustrated with his injury record, didn't they? Basically, uh, yeah. You know, he, he just got injured a lot, which you can't. It's frustrating, I understand that, but like when he's on the pitch, that does the job. But then to just all of a sudden say, like, okay, well, I'm not going to play him anymore because he can't stay fit when it's like injury related. That's where the sour grip started a bit, I think. Yeah. And, and he just preferred to use other people. However, when you look at his actual record for Real Madrid, like he scored more goals than not Cristiano Ronaldo, but the other Ronaldo. He's got more assists than Zinedine Zidane. And the amount of trophies that he's won, what four Champions Leagues? Yeah. How how can you how can you turn against a player like that when he basically won one of them? Yeah, they couldn't win. Um, he won it. Yeah, but they couldn't win the Champions League for ages, and then the first year that he went, they won it. Yeah, and he scored the their most goal in the period in modern history, probably. Yeah, and he scored that. Yeah, when they won, they won loads of Champions Leagues and everything, and leagues to name. Yeah, what was that one? The final against Barca in the the cup. Where he runs off the pitch. That's the best. Like, thing he ever. scored some absolutely insane goals for the club as well, like the overhead kick in the Champions League final. Like, you know, Ronaldo gets applauded for his one, but it was, you know, he'd done this in a final against Liverpool. Yeah, I think. Um, and, and that was the one you said come off the bench when he was being dropped as well. Yeah, he came off the bench and scored two goals in the final. Basically, won that one on his own. And then you had the other one, the first one that he won in his first year. I know they went to extra time against Atletico Madrid, didn't they? And and he scored the like the, the important goal to put them two one up. And then I think like Atletico were pushing forward, and then they got caught in the break, and Ronaldo scored a penalty to make it three one. He scored the last goal, and I think he gets all the credit then, didn't he? But if, well, I remember watching that game, thinking 
like Bale scored the vital goal there. Um, but Ronaldo gets all the plaudits. I think, I just think there was a, um, I think there was a time, like you said, an injury record. And this is just, this is just my theory. They're probably just thinking like, oh, you know, you get in, you know, into your thirties, you, you haven't got a great injury record. Like they, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, you need to stop like playing so many games for Wales. Um, because he was going on like international break and stuff, I, and maybe coming back injured a few times, that I wouldn't be surprised if they said like, "Look, you need to stop going and playing for Wales." And in all fairness to him, he's just said, "Shove it!" Like I'm always going to turn up for Wales. Um, and then obviously you had like the flag and you know, like the Wales Golf Madrid thing, and I think that's just where they go over the top. They absolutely hate him now, don't they? Yeah, <clears throat> and I wouldn't be surprised I if he looks back as a legend when one day though. Yeah, I would yeah. say about say about gigs. Like, it wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same thing with him, where Ferguson was probably like, right, okay, you can you can dial it back with Wales now, um, and play more for the club, and he did. Um, and maybe it's the same thing with Bale, where he's just said like, no stuff. I want to play for Wales. I hope he's out of contract this summer, isn't he? So I'm curious where he goes. But um, I think he did show, especially the second half of last season at Tottenham, that he yeah. could still offer something at top level. Yeah. You know, maybe Mourinho definitely. wasn't the best manager to do it under as well. But we'll see next year if he can bring anything to first team. I, I think I got a feeling if he, if he gets Wales to the World Cup, that would just be ridiculous. Oh, I hope they get there. That would just be insane. If he gets Wales to the World Cup, if, if he gets the World Cup and Wales qualify, I think he'll sign a six month contract to play club football with someone until December for the World Cup and then retire after that. I think. <laughs> Do you think he's done? I think he's still got a few more years, surely. I don't know. I think I don't know. I it doesn't he seem is 32, like... man. That's not like no, I know, but I think Wales is his he just loves playing for Wales now, doesn't he? Yeah, he'll just go... long. maybe he'll play another couple of seasons club football. I think it depends. I think... Goes. Perhaps he'll go somewhere like maybe back to Spurs where he can just enjoy himself. Or like Cardiff for six months. I hope not. <laughs> Well, part of me would like to see him play in the derby, though. That would be... Can you imagine that? He'd probably destroy us. <laughs> That'd be quite good, though. It'd be quite funny. Can you imagine him up against, like, Ryan Manning and Cabango? <laughs> Ryan Bennett. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't know. Which part of me, I think that would be quite cool, even though, you know, he's, he's Cardiff boy, isn't he? But that would... Part of me, I think that would be he quite good. one of his best goals for Tottenham against us, didn't he? Oh, it was one of the best goals I've ever seen live when he scored down the stadium for Spurs. Ridiculous yeah. goal. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. But uh have to wait and see on that one. Anyways, enough on Wales. One last thing. Do you think we're going to do it? I hope so. Uh, it's, it's just hard to say, isn't it? Because of the situation around Ukraine. It's so hard to like... I would, yeah, that's the problem. I think like it's hard to say because we're in that. Like Obviously, we'll have to play Ukraine or Scotland. But can you imagine Wales Scotland final winner goes to the World Cup in Cardiff? Kind of scares me a little bit, but they'll be absolutely carnage, and in the summer as well. Imagine just Bernie scores and it's one nil. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that would be mental if that happens. Imagine the occasion. Oh God, well we'll see. On we'll the, see. On that as well, just a quick one before we move on. Something that's been bugging me. I was absolutely over the moon. Wales won, obviously absolutely chuffed, dreaming of going to the World Cup, but then. And the atmosphere was absolutely ridiculous as well. It was so good, like something to just be happy about. And then all I saw was, oh yeah, look, it's so much better than the rugby. 
why is like and people have become obsessed with it? All I saw then were tweets like, "The foot Wales football is better than the rugby. It's better than this. The, the anthem's better. The fans are better." Just because like, the rugby team is doing a bit rubbish at the moment, is it? Well, I don't know. I just thought like it was such a good moment. Like we won game away from the World Cup, and then loads of people just couldn't get yeah. off. Like, oh, it's better than the rugby. The rugby's rubbish. Enjoy the moment, didn't it? But like yeah, we were all these fans like ten years ago when we were awful. Yeah, I do. I don't get it. When, when was the only thing to all the country to play their home games because nobody went to watch them. Yeah, wasn't so much better than the rugby then, was it? No, I know, but that's just like, I don't get why. Just enjoy it while you're having a good time. It doesn't always have to be better or worse. Like it's just it's good for everyone. The rugby I don't get was this... good last year when we won the Six Nations. Football's good this year. Now we may be going to the World Cup. Sport is good. Why does it need to be like? Yeah, I know, but why? Why compare? Why? Why yeah, divide I mean. the two? Like we won Wales to win the World Cup. Go watch the rugby sports. and go and watch the football and have a good time at both of them. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that that was the only thing that sour did a bit because I was just like everyone was on such a high. I was just like buzzing, and then that's all I saw then on Twitter was oh, I think they're just rugby. better because historically it's been a thing in it about like oh the football's all drama. That's why the fans can't sit together. That's why you can't drink on the terraces and and the Swans and Cardiff fans just batter each other up in the home home crowd. <laughs> Whereas the rugby's always been like yeah, look at us, we're in with the other. The other yeah, team yeah. having a drink yeah. and yeah, it's probably just trying to get that. one up. I think now they're having a, having a bit of success, but yeah, I guess no so. need for it. Um, but yes, let's move on. Uh, we are going to talk about the big Cardiff Swansea match that's happening in a couple of days' time. But before we get there, a couple of bits of news to talk about. So we've got maybe not what everyone wants to hear rumors. <laughs> Uh, Leeds United look like they're selling Calvin Phillips in the summer. Yeah. Don't know if you've heard. Yeah, may have heard. And one of the top targets being linked for a replacement potentially is Flynn Downs. So um, it's been floated around by a couple of sources. But then his former coach at Ipswich, when he was there, obviously, uh, where we signed him from, before he got kind of like cast to the youth team to train, because um, he used to be captain there, didn't he? Yeah. Kieran Dyer has come out and said he fully expects um, Flynn Downs to be a 10 million player moving to the Premier League this summer. Wouldn't surprise me. But wasn't he linked to Premier League clubs before when he was in yeah, League Palace One? Yeah, wanted him, didn't he? That's why he started yeah. kicking off, I think. So I think yeah, that probably didn't happen. Then he got sort of cast aside to the uh, to the youth team, and now that that's what now that he's back playing first team football and doing it so well in the championship, it's probably just reignited interest, isn't it? Can you replace Calvin Phillips? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. So Paul Robinson's been on Sky Sports, where he's also seen the, the rumours, and he said that he's nowhere near the level to replace Calvin Phillips. Oh, hang on, I said, yeah, right. Calvin Phillips is good, but he is a defensive midfielder. You know, he's not like, you know. Yeah, but he was making out like, what the hell are they going for this guy for? They need to be looking a lot higher up than that. It's the kind of the attitude he was having on the situation. Oh, but yeah, they better make sure they stay up first before they can yeah. start saying they want players in there, you know. I don't know, yeah, but that's, um, uh, yeah, I definitely think he can replace him. Yeah, and you don't know, he could become, you know, as good or even better. He's still young, isn't he? Still forget how young he is, which is scary. the main point. Yeah, the main point for me here though is like 
you hear a lot of rumors all the time when players are doing well about them leaving. But when like someone's on Sky Sports acknowledging the fact that it's been spoken about, maybe that's not a good sign. Yeah, but I like I, I'm ready for it. And this is what I said to you in the last video when everyone keeps talking about next season, like we're gonna be so good next season with all these players. I'd fully expect that some of them are gonna be gone next year. Probably. So everything that's so like you know, I'm, it's kind of like just bracing yourself because a lot of the stuff that's been good this season might not be there next season. Downs, Perot, you know, wouldn't be surprised. We'll have to wait and see. Ten million is that fair? Ooh, I think that's. Uh, I take it. How I, much I did signing for? Like one and a half, is it? Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he is English, though, isn't he? So it's kind of a. So you, yeah, an English tax on players, but uh, yeah, I think I'd take 10 million for him all day. So if they bid 10 million and we accepted, you'd be like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you can't turn that down. I'd be okay. gutted because I don't want to see him go, I'd be absolutely gutted. And if they bid 10 million, the, the owners are going to take it, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they'd probably take less, to be honest, but yeah, yeah, 10 million, I guess that would be a good price. Um, Staying on the note of transfers, Mark Allen has been speaking in the press. Um, obviously, he's involved with the recruitment and stuff at Swansea. So he's been saying, Russell Martin is going nowhere. Uh, he's basically saying, you know, if you want to have a plan, have some sort of process, are you going to get someone in to do that? You need to, like, stick to it. You need to have faith in it. See, you know, give it some time to actually go from the start to where, need, where you're aiming to go because you're on a journey and you're only at a certain part of that journey. Um, and he's also been saying that, oh, he also fully backs uh, what Martin's doing, but he's also been saying the club is changing their transfer strategy slightly from this summer. All right. Uh, to the fact that in the past where they've had like, you know, few loans, they're going to focus more on permanent transfers. They might still get one or two loans in, but they're looking more at um, permanent transfers for the long term future, basically, oh, okay. rather Fair than short term. Fair enough. That's what we want to see, though, isn't it? That's uh, something you've been asking for. Definitely been asking for that. You can't live off loan players forever. Um, but yeah, I, they make that that if you know, obviously, it, it sounds good, and that's the type of thing we like to see. I like to see, you know. The signings like Flynn Downs, you know, million million pound, not a lot of money these days in football, but buying players that fit the system rather than, you know, buying players and trying to make them fit in. I'd rather than buy, you know, good young players for cheaper that fit in, like we used to do. We never yeah. spend loads on players anyway. When we've done it, you just buy players that fit into the system that you want to play. If you can find players from you know League One or or abroad or whatever that are cheaper. That can come in and fit into the way he wants to play, then uh, yeah, bring it on. I'm all for that. Um, going forward, then we've got Swansea Legends team for the uh, Kevin Austin Memorial match. Have you seen about this? Is that is this the one? Is this the one in Bristol, or is it a different one? Uh, I think it might be. I think, um, but yeah. anyway, so the a few of the legends that are in this game. Doris DeVries, Alan Tate, Leon Britton, Darren Prattley, Angel Rangel. I'm pretty sure I saw Leroy Lita's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I saw that class. I haven't got the full team. I, I, I didn't manage to get it before we started, but um, I did have a look earlier. Like, I think Andy Robertson was there and uh, Ferry Bordy was, um, coach. yeah. So they're managed by Kenny Jacket with Kevin Nugent as the assistant class. and Ferry Bordy as the coach. Love that. I'm it's in it's in Bristol Rovers ground, and I hope we can get up to that. That'd be good. Yeah, I mean, when is it? Uh, May sometime, I think. I'll have to have a look, perhaps. But yeah, that'll be a that'll be a fun day out if anyone is interested yeah, in that. Class. Go and have a look, and you know, it's always usually a laugh those types of games, aren't they? So, yeah. um, okay, so let's let's move on to the bigger one then. So this Saturday, three o'clock, uh, to the outrage of fans across South Wales, especially as it's not not on Sky as well. So Cardiff versus Swansea, the second fixture uh, this season, so the away fixture for us as Swans fans. We obviously won the home leg, 3-0. Everyone knows the stat, everyone knows the history. There's no team that's ever done the double, two league victories in one season in however many years the history between them in the leagues go back. and I'm sure, like it's the same thing every year. Is it going to be today? Is it going to be this time? Yeah. And I'm sure we spoke about it last year. I think we might have even had the chance the year before as well. And we had the chance the year we got promoted to the Premier League all them years ago. Yeah. But can we actually do it this time? Well, we can. We definitely can do it. But uh, I don't know. I think it's just become so big that. Not only are you going into a you know a massive massive derby, you're going in with that pressure as well now, aren't you? Having won the first game, so you could argue there's more pressure on whoever wins the first game, and you've got that weight going into it. It's and you not kind what of Martin said, no, I well, no, he's not going to say that, is he? But um, I don't know. And do you feel like there's you know this time round Cardiff being at home, you know, having lost the first one. They're going to be well up for it, aren't they? Not to lose that game. Nobody wants to be the first one there. Oh, they got a new manager as well, haven't they? It just always seems to work out like that. Last couple, it's the same with the year with um, Neil Warnock, wasn't it? Like we we start well, uh, we're looking good. We play Cardiff at the at the right time for us. The manager gets sacked then after the game, and then they have a bit of resurgence. Yeah, Mick McCarthy wasn't it last year? Yeah, it just seems to be the same sort of way round all the time. Yeah, I know it's it's annoying, and but I want to say it happened the year before as well with um, what's his face, the one that was before. Oh no, not not Neil Warnock, the other one. Who's the guy that came before McCarthy? What's his name? Before McCarthy, it was Warnock, wasn't it? No, no, no. There was someone else. Oh, (laughs) Neil Harris. Neil Harris. Harris. Yeah, so it happened from Warnock to Harris, didn't it? And then it happened again from Harris to McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. So and now I it's mean, Morrison. Now it's McCarthy in the first game of the season to Morrison. So, ah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's is is history going to repeat itself, or are we actually going to break the curse? I don't Cardiff know. Going in with better form. I'm not just. I don't know if I'm being really biased, but I just think it's one of the best derbies. Like no one's done a double. Like someone will have. To, I'd love to find out if there's another derby in world football where nobody's done a double. Sky disagree with you. They think it's a not very good derby, not worthy of putting it on TV. Oh, I didn't even start. oh yeah, but Huddersfield and 
Hull are on Friday night and Blackpool and Forest are on an up as 12 on Saturday. But yeah, you know, a, a derby where no one's done a double. Massive game. I, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I was trying to look for a, another positive of it not being on Sky. I wonder if it's like a a test to do a derby at three o'clock so that maybe they will start showing three o'clock games. Doubt it. No, it's not. I was just trying to be... Just trying to look for some. I think you're just trying to be hopeful, then. I was, I was just trying to be really hopeful, but I just, I just cannot think of a reason why this is not on Sky, or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So Cardiff have been on better form: three wins and a draw in their last four matches. Yeah. We've had two losses, one win and one draw. Um, in the last four, if you look at the home form, Cardiff are actually below us somehow on a home form because I thought our home record was poor. Uh, I'm lying, our home record was okay. But Cardiff in 19th on home form table, so maybe that offers a bit of hope. But then again, they are lower than us in the league, so how much can you read yeah. into it? Um, for their home form, they've won two of the last three and drawn the other one. And away form for us, we're 19th as well. So Cardiff in 19th on the home form, we are 19th on the away form. So what do you make <laughs> out of that? Isn't it? I mean, we've won Perfect. two out of the last three away games, though. I know, but we did. It's the stat, isn't it? Have we only won one game at three o'clock on a Saturday away. Is there something like that? Make it two. Yeah, maybe. It's the yeah, maybe. to do it. I don't know. Just, how how do you call it? It's just I don't know. It could go either way. My only worry, my only worry is, is that speaking about the way we played a Saturday at three o'clock, this is a theme, isn't it? It's a massive, massive game. If Cardiff are going to be strong first twenty minutes, aren't they? With the crowd, it's going to happen. If we go one nil down early, I do worry. I think it could be a reverse of what we saw in. Um, in well, three nil to them. Well, I don't see why not. The way we, the way we absolutely fall away in some games away from home. If we go one nil down early, um, and they're just coming at us with the obviously it's going to be a rocking atmosphere with the home, with the home crowd. Just how we handle it with a young squad as well. Yeah, um, that's quite big. But then again, like it could could go the other way around, couldn't it? It just you just can't call it. So Russell Martin's obviously spoke about the the game uh, when he was talking about the double thing. The, the uh, no team's done a double. He said it's an incredible stat, and I was amazed by it by when I first found out. We have the opportunity to do it first. We have won the first game, which means we can go there with less pressure, and then maybe they go into the game with more pressure. Yeah, but you disagree with that? Well, I I don't know. I think I just think it's a you can look at it both ways, can you? You can look at it like you know if you've lost the first game, then massive pressure on you to make sure you don't lose the second game. But also, I think because of because of the how because of how big it is that nobody's done the double, I get a feeling that you know you've won the first game, so you kind of like a sense of relief that right. We the double can't be done against us this season. We'd love to do the double, but it can't be done against us. It's and like maybe that's just slight of, edge. Yeah, like the worst that can happen is is the draw in yeah. terms of one win each. Um you can't have the first double done to you. So I get perhaps perhaps you're like more relaxed going into it, but then maybe that's not what you want. No. Maybe no. you want to be fighting for your life because of the embarrassment it would be if you are the first team that yeah, it's kind, of, you at this point. it's kind of the mentality of like a team that's 
safe from relegation against a team that needs the win to stay yeah. up, isn't it? And I think the longer this goes on, like the bigger that pressure gets because every single year it comes up now and every year everyone talks <laughs> yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. Whereas, it, like, I don't remember that always being the case, but now these days definitely is. I know, I yeah. It's, it doesn't seem to, it didn't, definitely didn't seem to be as big before um, about the double. It just didn't seem that big. But now, like, yeah, like you said, it just seems to be every year now. It's like, right, the double, the double. Even in the first game of the season, it's all really been talked about, like, oh, who's going to do the double this year? If it happens, definitely get on the t-shirt. Oh yeah, my god, <laughs> it's got to happen at some point, isn't it? Either way, you got a ticket to the game as well, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, so I will be uh, in the away end. Guess I'm on and first uh, first class footage for the uh, Twitter and the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I will do if I'm uh, capable. Guess some uh, atmosphere by McBurney if he turns up. Oh yeah, I wonder. Well, maybe not. It's Saturday three o'clock, and then it'd be. Uh... Yeah, but did do the Sheffield and on telly? They. No, I don't think so. No, um, looking at the team then, some key players for Cardiff. That, I don't know if I can say his name properly. Cody Drama. Yeah, is that on loan from Leeds? The right back. Uh, I've got a Cardiff fan in work with me, and he's been raving about him, saying that he's a class above the league. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like, yeah, I got like some Cardiff fans who work with me as well, so to kind of keep touch. I will say what he's done. He's just sort of brought in a lot of young players who are hungry. I yeah. seem to be doing all right. A lot of them, him being one of them. Yeah. So they're playing with this wing back system, same as us. So they've got this drama running up the right hand side for them. It's a bit concerning, I think, for us. Who are we even going to be have playing a left back? Because it's either going to be perhaps Wolf Smith, or is he going to start or better? Um, but mm. you know, if he's this exciting guy, one of their main threats, bit of a problem area. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with Manning suspended, which is now ridiculous that they um, appealed it because it like if they didn't appeal it, no. I'm wrong. I don't I? think they extended it, to be fair. No, no, no. They had four games extend. anyway. Cause they got the extra, so yeah, that was it. That's what I was thinking. Oh, sorry, they got the extra game because of the because of his second red. And how ridiculous that challenge is now that we're missing him. And I think it is that is definitely an area to uh, to look out for. Because who is he going to play? Wolf at wing back? I don't know. If that's where their main threat is. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll just stick to it. Stick to his guns. I'm not sure if Morrison is uh, available. He didn't play in their last game, but they've had a couple of weeks off because the game against Middlesbrough got cancelled. Yeah. Uh, so they've had like three weeks, I think, or two and a half weeks since the last time they played. So he might be back. I'm not Ooh, sure no, why Sean he was out. Morrison. Yeah. He's out for the season, I think, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he had a bad knee injury, I think. I think he's out for the season. Oh, uh, yeah. I-, I wasn't sure what the injury was. So that could be a positive for us because he tends to kind of rally the troops and turn up. But Flint obviously scored against us recently and he probably is the guy that's going to replace him. Yeah, usually him and Flint together, isn't it? And they try to... But yeah, I think Morrison's been there a while and he usually gets him fired up for the derby. Yeah, and then we got Jordan Hugill obviously came in January, I think, on loan. That was a good signing, that was. Doing a bit of, bit offense, of a job up there now in, in, in place of Kiefer Moore. Yeah, I think that was a good signing, in all fairness to them. And the other striker they signed, 
again, probably going to butcher his name. Ushe Ikpizu. Yeah. No, I'll leave you with that one. <laughs> Bit of a handful, I think, isn't he? Like, Yeah, he is, yeah. Like, quite physical. Seen. Yeah, quite yeah. physical. I think that'll be something they might do as well. Yeah. Someone physical. Maybe he scored a good goal recently. I can't remember which game it was. Might have been Forest, actually. Is it Forest? I can't yeah, I watched, it yeah. Been, they beat Forest, didn't they? Yeah. Which I was gutted about. Um, and then they've got a couple of Welsh youngsters, haven't they? So they've got, um, is it Isaac Davis and Ruben Colwell? Is that... Yeah. Isaac Davis is Welsh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. And Colwell. Um, they didn't start the last game against Stoke, but like, I'm not sure what team he's going to go for, whether he'll go for that sort of young, raw talent against us, who he'd probably imagine will have more ball, or whether yeah. he'll bring them on afterwards and go for more of a traditional Cardiff style of uh, playing up to the, the target men. Yeah. But by all accounts, my, my, um, my friend who's a Cardiff fan says they are trying to play a bit better these days, not necessarily doing the old-fashioned lump it up the pitch so much, and they are trying to progress their style. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see the difference from what, what they're doing now to recent years to see if we can actually notice anything or, or what yeah. they're going to actually turn up like for this game. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that he's brought these young players in. He is trying to change it a bit, in all fairness. But uh, we'll see. Do sacrifice it because if he's if he's not going to match us, because if we can, we're going to have a lot of the ball. I mean, we're going to have more of the ball. So, I don't know if they do the possession style though. Are they they're doing probably. Like, oh no, no, I think no, it's not going to be that. Yeah, does it in that short space of time? But um, yeah, we'll see. See, I'm getting a bit nervous now. Kind of, I'm really thought about it because the Wales game was. Like the Wales game was the big thing last week, so I kind of forgot about it. But uh, yeah, it's creeping up on us now. So we know it was a poor performance for Swansea in their last out in against Birmingham. Bit of a boring game by all accounts. Probably could have lost it in the second half, especially Birmingham creating some clear cut chances that they just didn't take. Um, we do have the luxury of an international break, perhaps, where we can work on what we need to work on, freshen up a little bit because. We have shown in some games that when we're on, when we're sharper, we can definitely play our style better and be less leaky. Yeah, and we're going to need that, I think, for this game. Um, the likes of Michael Obafemi turned down international call up, didn't he? Because he said he didn't want to get injured. Um, because I think his Irish coach was in Northern Ireland. No, it was Ireland. Ireland, sorry, yeah. yeah. So his, his Irish coach came out and said, like. He wasn't in the equation because this is his first full season of like three games a week club football. So they okay. didn't really consider him because of his injury record with his hamstrings. Uh, so that's why he didn't get called up. So that could benefit us, him having a rest. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think the international break probably came at the right time for us as well. We think we just needed a bit of a bit of a break, a bit of a freshen up. Hopefully, I know like Patterson was injured in the warm-up, wasn't he, against Birmingham? So fingers crossed that he's fit. Do you know what the injury was? I haven't seen anything Not about sure. his no. fitness. I'm sure Russell Martin said it was just like a like nothing major and he'd be back for the next game. But uh yeah, we'll see. Well I think most of the team's gonna pick itself really for us, but perhaps like the back three, who are you gonna start there? Last game it was Cabango Norton and Finley Burns. Does he stick with those three? <sighs> I don't know. I wonder if he'll go with a back four. To be honest, do you know what I would? I think I would like him to go with a back four. 
I think it's more I'm more comfortable with him going with the back four at the moment. Because uh, I think defensively, sometimes when we play that back three and we haven't got the right personnel in there, I think it could be, you know, we've seen disasters this season. But who would you play on the left if you are going with the four? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm really not sure. I it's think no back, is it? So does Wolf not sure goes in the back four? You know, Ogberta, no, I wouldn't put Wolf in the back four, but I, and I would, probably wouldn't start Ogberta in this game just because of the enormity of it and he hasn't had a lot of game time. Will he just stick Corey Smith there? Is that okay when he's been there so far? Yeah, unless he puts like Christie over there as that, as you said, like that'll probably be one of their uh, main threats and put Corey Smith on the other side. I don't know if he goes with the back four. I think he'd stick to Corey Smith on the left. Um, yeah. We saw Christie trying on the left against. I want to say West Brom at the start of the West Brom game when he swapped with the Wolf and it didn't work out too well. Yeah. And yeah, you can't move Norton either. Norton's got to stay in the middle because I wouldn't be comfortable with Cabango and Burns in the centre. No. So unless, unless, unless he drops down as in. Perhaps. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't like him when he does that. Because he wasn't in the squad for the last game either, was he? Who oh, no. Downs. No, no, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he, um, It was those two and it was Patterson and Downs the People were worried about them, but I think he said they were both going to be fit for after the international break. So fingers crossed. I don't know. Apart yeah. from that, do you play? If if we say back four, is it going to be Norton and Cabango? Yeah, I think so. Do you think? Yeah. Either that or Norton and Downs. If he's going to do it. Oh, I don't know. But I think if he drops Downs back, he only drops him back if it's a five. Yeah, he won't play him in a two. But I think like just try and just leave everything else the same. Leave Downs and Grimes in the middle. And leave everything else the same, and just try and play. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would be gutted if he puts uh, Downs back in the back four because I think you will need him in the middle. Just putting in some absolutely massive crunching tackles. Yeah. So I've been tweeting this week. I uh, I said I was going to put a picture up of a Swans Cardiff legend every day. Started today with Marvin Emnes. <laughs> Class. Was it his debut? Was his second match when he scored that goal? Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was his debut. It wasn't long after he signed, though, was it? Well, he only did four matches, didn't he? And he got injured and then got sent back. Was it? And then we resigned. Oh, him this was on. this was um, the year we went up, wasn't it? Yeah, we only had him. He got recalled. For oh, some yeah, reason. you are right. You are right because he got recalled. He scored against Cardiff, then he got recalled to Middlesbrough, and I think he scored against Cardiff again. Did he? Yeah, in like a couple of games later for Middlesbrough. Yeah, because I remember he played four games and we re-signed him in the Premier League then. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and he used to play this. with Gomez and he was like matching hair and, and everything. <laughs> yeah. That was random when he came back in the Premiership, I remember. And I remember hey, he, was he, played... class. he was class for Monk. Yeah, he used I to come on say, and win a penalty all the time. I remember like, yeah, I remember, um, oh yeah, I remember he come on away in Newcastle on that penalty, like the last minute. And I think he played well in like games in Europe. He played really well, like against Napoli away and stuff. He was he played well. Oh, it's River Napoli, the home game. How do we not win that game? No, I know. I got it with that, and uh, I lost the bragging rights in my in my household now. Forever, probably. Forever. Yeah. Oh, that team, eh? Jonathan de Guzman, Michu Pablo. Oh man! Oh, when Jonathan de Guzman scored away in Napoli, I thought we were going to win the game. What could have been? 
No, let's, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we did pa- uh, Pablo and Moyano, but we did Marvin Emnes. Pablo is still, as much as he didn't get a goal, he's still a Swans Cardiff legend for me for that ball he played to Routledge in, in Gary yeah. Monk's first game in charge. Yeah, a ridiculous ball that was. That's uh, yeah, like man of the match for that ball alone. Yeah, that was class. That was brilliant. But uh, yeah, who should I put up tomorrow then? Who's your Swans Cardiff legend for for a strike that they've done in the match? Ooh, it's a big shout now. I really think Jordi Gomez. We scored that free kick, didn't he? In the because it was the first derby in ages. We had them in the cup. Um, I actually think that year we should have beaten them three times because we beat them in the cup. We beat them at home, and then in the away game we were two one up, and then. They had a penalty in the, like the ninetieth minute, which was dodgy. Could have been the first double. Make it, so close. it should have been three. It should have been three that year. Gutted. I'm sure it was the same year, but uh, yeah, I always remember that one because that was sort of the the first derby that I went to. I can't remember what year it was. Now it was the first year we went up to the championship. So it was like all the focus was like, oh, it's the first time we're going to play Cardiff now in the league for ages, and then we drew them in the cup, so it came earlier um, in the September. So that yeah, I remember that one. That was my first derby, and it was yeah. Gomez, free kick. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get him up on the Twitter this week then. Yeah, he's got to make it. Another one of those that the grass is always greener when he leaves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Classic like example. One of the best goals, though. Should have been the winner in that one where the penalty was the Joe Allen strike in Ninian Park when we went two one up. And then obviously we got robbed then with the penalty at the end. But if that was the winner, that was well, that would have been brilliant. <clears throat> Jody Gomez, blast from the past. Okay, um, before we go, then are we going to be celebrating? Are we oh, going to be God. crying, or are we going to just be there after I, a nil-nil boring game? I honestly don't know. Don't push me for a prediction. I got absolutely no idea what to say. Would you I take think... a draw? I think I'd be disappointed with a draw just because we but, haven't really got anything. I would take a draw of a losing, obviously. Yeah, but... I was going to say, like, it's, if it's like a win and a draw, then you can't really be that disappointed. I think with the way the season is that we've we've won the first game, there's nothing really on this season. So if somebody said, you know, I can guarantee you a draw or you go into the 50-50 and it would be a win or a lose, I'd go in for the 50-50. I'd go into the raffle. Go for it, isn't it? The season, we're yeah. not going to go down. Yeah. The season is done, kind of. Screw it, kind of yeah. saves the season, do you think? Yeah, kind of, I think I think I think it would lift the mood massively if we won and it did the double. I think that would just that would push us on to the end of the season then to go for next year. But would it have the opposite effect? Do you think if we lost the game, do you think it would be a big? I think it's not going to be good for the Martin out crew, is it? They're going to oh, be God, in full yeah. spirits. Yeah. If if we lose this game, they're going to be everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And then he's got hard work to silence him, which you know hopefully he'll do. But hopefully he will need to do it, and he can silence him by getting the first double, and maybe that's the catalyst that sees this process start coming alive finally. Who knows? Yeah, I think so. I think it could. I think it could be a big boost if they win and do the double. I mean, it could be the turning point. You could look back at this in years and think when we did that double. Was everybody was kind of on the edge, and then that pushed us on. It might be a big, might be a big show, but well, time will tell. I'm sure the next time you see us, we'll either be ecstatic or we'll be crying. Um, 
But yeah, let us know in the comments your score predictions and who you think perhaps is going to score and write themselves in the history books. And we'll all look forward to the game on Saturday. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to watch it. So <laughs> unless I, just... I find some form of way on my phone, perhaps, who knows? But we'll, we'll try. If I could, if I could ask for anything, no, it would just be a goal to celebrate in our way. And oh my god. That's all I want is because well, I remember. Even if we lose ten one. Oh no! Well, no. <laughs> just if if it was a draw, you know, and we go like we can go one nil up and just have that moment because we went up last time when we were allowed, but pre-COVID, and it was nil nil, and Selena hit the post, and I just think I sometimes oh, I yeah. think back to that, and I just think imagine that winning off the post. It just yeah, would have been course. carnage. Yeah, I was in Hogarth's watching that one. Oh. Remember him at the post there. That was that's such a good day. Like he chucked Steve Cooper, chucked Brewster straight in for his debut. We'd literally just signed him. He started in him up front, and I think Wilmot and Cabango played together, and they were absolutely brilliant. Was they were solid. Like, was it the first time they played together? I don't know. Did Cabango play with him the time he scored? That might have been the first time. Yeah, it might have been. But they were so good away from home. I remember everyone thinking, also oh, really young centre back partnership to be playing. In the derby, and they were brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, right, yeah, we'll we'll end on that note anyway. We'll see where we are when we come back on next week. Hopefully, it'll be good news, and we'll have a bit of a party on the on the video. But <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, so, thanks, Lee, for joining, as no always. And no if you haven't done it already, please click that subscribe button down there, big red one. Really helps us. We want to grow as a channel, and the only way to do it is get more subscribers. It just helps push us on more so we really appreciate everyone that does it and i know there's over half the people who watch the videos that ha haven't clicked it yet so there's one thing we can ask you to do um show us your support by clicking the subscribe button or if we get the win celebrate by clicking that subscribe button as well don't forget also to click the thumbs up if you did like what we were speaking about and say in the comments what you think about everything we've spoken about as well tell us your opinions or tell us topics you want us to touch on in the upcoming videos or if you're interested in coming on to talk to us yourselves let us know um you can also interact with us on twitter if you want to get in touch with us that's probably the best place we do tend to reply on there the most so check us out there swan cast media and we shall catch you in the next video so see you later see you soon sports social podcast network the match has just finished and you're on your way home what better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.